0: Welcome to Hello Uglies, the Dragula recap show for Season 3, Episode 6, titled The Operation Theater. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by one non-binary anarchist with a pension for socialism. With, from the Bloody Podcast Network, please say, hello, uglies, to Lori Roggenkamp. Hello. Shut up. I know. I was thinking with the end of that little mini series they had there, uh, we're gonna lose the monster in our opening skits. Yeah.
1: Do you think that that? Um, well, we'll get to it. But do you think that the this uh, intro continues it? Because I have a couple of theories about it. But I'll be uh, honest with you. We'll get.
0: We'll talk when we get to the intro. Okay. I have no idea what this fucking intro was about.
1: Oh really? Because I actually have some interesting theories. Oh
0: about it. really? Yeah interesting uh okay well isn't that right dr randall even though jack doesn't say the swan isn't that right dr randall um well you know laurie how have you been it's been you know because episode five came out early uh and then we'll, we'll also talk about the drama with episode six and amazon let's have a conversation about that uh it's been a while since we've had a brand new episode of hello uglies how have you been
1: I've been good. I've actually, I've been missing Hello Uglies. I, I was like, I would check constantly Amazon to see when it would come out. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday star, my girlfriend star and I were talking, she's like, Oh, did you see that season episode six is on Amazon? And I was like, no, what? And then I went over and it it was, she was looking at season two and I was like, Oh, I I was so upset. (laughs) I was like, Oh man. So like, it was one of those things where I was like, "Come on, I want to watch it." So,
0: yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can check, but as of recording right now, we're recording on Wednesday, the day after this episode dropped. Uh, you know, episode six had still not dropped on Amazon. And yeah, um, it, when I checked, uh, yeah. I'll
1: check again right now. But when I checked previously, it had, yeah. it had not dropped.
0: Yeah, so, so you know, it's one of these things where. You know, I actually, I was telling Laurie this earlier, I like this season so much that I was like, eh, fuck it. I'll just buy the season. Now, granted, I i happen to know the owner of this company, so I drop I paid for it using the company credit card, you know? But either way, I was like, I'll just buy the season. Because uh, if you buy it on iTunes, the brand new episode drops Tuesday at midnight, Okay. So uh like when I wake up on Tuesday morning, there's a brand new episode there. But yeah. uh and so I like that, uh, because I do enjoy this show very much. But uh I know that there are people so Lori, have you have you checked Amazon Prime? Is it available yet on Amazon Prime?
1: No, it's, it's still, still not, not available.
0: available. Yeah, and so here's what's funny, when you go on the Dragula subreddit and you actually see the comments, it I will say that the tables are turning. Uh, against the Boulay brothers here, but um for a, 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 it is still like around 50 50 where some people blame Amazon and then the other half blame the Boulay brothers. Now the argument now is they think now what they think is that the Boulay brothers are doing a cash grab uh, for the iTunes money that they basically want you to go to iTunes and buy the season now I don't I don't actually buy into that conspiracy theory. You know, no. because why would they fuck over their show at, just to make you know a few extra dollars? You know, yeah. But but I do believe, and I and I know people have written to me privately about this. I do believe this is a problem on the Boulay brothers' part because I did find something out. Someone okay. made a very astute point, which is just because it's available on Amazon Prime does not mean that it is produced by amazon some people th- seem to think that amazon is producing this show but if you look at the credits the opening credits amazon's name isn't anywhere on that show and what i found out is amazon as a streaming platform anybody could upload their shit to there if you and i had a tv show we could upload it to amazon okay
1: really yeah 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 yeah. you so- don't have to like pay for it
0: I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure there's a reason that I'm sure there's there is some sort of obstacle that prevents everyone from doing it like YouTube but um but it it's not, it, if you are like I want it like just like you know, I don't know if you know this you could sell anything you want on Amazon you, you could even do it where Amazon stores it in their warehouse, you know, and then yeah. uh uh they um they will ship it for you so I'm sure there's some sort of deal where you're saying like we have this television show. And they probably check it out and go, like, okay, it's a real television show. We would like to make this an exclusive for your Amazon Prime members. And they're like, we love it. Great. But I'm sure that most of the work has to be done on the Boulay brothers' end here. Oh, yeah. And so that you have to, I still feel you have to fill out the right paperwork in the right way. And I feel that the Boulay brothers, and not themselves, I don't think Drack and Swan are behind a computer filling out an Adobe form. But I do think on the production team, someone fucked up the big picture, Clint. You know, yeah. and um, it was probably Clint. It was probably Clint. He fucked the big picture, Clint. You know, and he
1: keeps saying like, in, in the big picture, it's actually doing well. <laughs> yeah, and Henry's like, "Fuck your big picture, Clint. Get the episodes up." Because here is the deal: why would why is the show coming out on
0: time on Out TV in Canada? Why is the show coming out on time on iTunes? So yeah, like and Amazon That's has true. no vested interest. Amazon has no interest. Okay, in in fucking over the show. You know, they don't want to piss off uh, customers and whatnot. So, and, you know, when people have emailed them, uh, Amazon gives this sort of vague response, but it's just like, you know, it's a streaming and licensing issue, which to me means I think it's on the part of, I mean, no, I don't know that I wanted to say, I don't, I don't claim to have a a monopoly on the truth and that I know for sure it's the Boulay brothers, but I sort of think if you're going to make a mistake, it's going to be on the Boulay brothers and not on Amazon's end.
1: Yeah, I think it's a combination. I could see it being like a, you know, a production side issue. And then also like maybe Amazon, something might be happening with Amazon. But I could see it being like, you know, them being like, look, like we've we've like, I, I, here's the thing. I just can't imagine that they're just like sitting around going like, well, we don't know what we're doing. I have a feeling that like every day they're working on this mm-hmm. and they're going like, what do I need to do to make this happen? So, I mean, I just, I feel bad. I feel like, you know, this is an a, actually a really good season. This is, and mm-hmm. I feel like this, this is kind of like not screwing them over too much, but it's definitely not, you know, it's not helping them. Mm-hmm. so.
0: Well, you know, you know what's so funny is, uh, look, here's the deal. I mean, it kind of reminds me of my parents, okay?
1: Why does, why does Dracula always remind you of your parents? No, I'm Because they're brothers. No. Be, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're brothers who
0: either are fucking or they're actual brothers. Maybe both. Okay, so no, is whenever my parents go to any drive through but let's say for the purpose of this story, McDonald's, if they go, the order will be fucked up. Okay. It'll be fucked up because my parents, I've been there, do not know how to order from a drive through. Okay? Yeah. So, but when they get home, they blame McDonald's. That McDonald's always messes it up. They're always messing things up. In fact, we went recently and my dad's state, you know, they hand him the food and then he paused for a very long time to check every single item to make sure they got it right. Okay. Yeah. So, when I ever go, when I go though, they never mess up, right? Yeah. What does that tell you? You know, it, it's them. But my my parents said it's never their fault. It's that I think it's the same thing here. Where now the Boulay brothers, people have been angry about this, haven't really commented about it. Yeah. Uh, people were angry because um, they kind of gave very glib answers. Okay. Yeah. So, like, somebody asked yesterday, "When is the episode six going to come out?" And they said Tuesday ish. Okay. <laughs> um but uh but it 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 is weird that they have not
1: tweeted in no. in 3 days. Well, as as uh whatever the excuses are mm-hmm. as Swanthula said in this episode, not to be shady, but this is the kind of shit that nobody cares about. So, you know, I feel like at the end of the day it's like you just got to you just got to make it happen. So if they, if they keep, if they keep, if it keeps happening, Mm -hmm. then yeah, it's something that they got to take care of. They either got to completely take off the the show from amazon and put it back on youtube or they gotta they gotta do something because it's just you know, this is know, ridiculous it's so funny that you
0: said that that's a very good point i didn't even think about that you're right in this episode swan you know dalia and dalia even takes the blame dalia says i did something wrong and uh swan says well look that's all well and good but at the end of the day mm-hmm. the audience isn't thinking that when you fuck up so yeah, it's still on you, and I think it's the same thing. You know, I'm gonna tweet that at them, even though they already hate me. Oh no, no, maybe I won't. I'll do it from another account because, and I heard that they it, again. It comes up on Reddit. If you ever criticize the Boulet brothers, someone said it even once. Someone asked a question and they got blocked. Like it was even like oh, a, really? an, an innocuous question, like when does the new season come out, and they got blocked. You know? Yeah. So the and, and look, I. Like I said, the Boulet brothers are an L.A. fixture, and I've talked to people who are in the scene, and I've never, I've never heard bad words about them. They've said that they're, you know, pleasant, but that they're very difficult. They're very difficult to work with. And so uh, I could see them being like, you're blocked, you know? That's why I am not super uh, upset about uh, uh, tweeting at them, but of course I'll do it from another account.
1: I know it's, it's like, I think it's really, it just, don't you agree? It shows that it's kind of like immature to just immediately block somebody when they say something uh, slightly critical of you or ask a question that you might not agree with. Don't you agree to just immediately block them?
0: We have a voicemail here, Lori, from (laughs) uh, a listener. I want, let's get to it right here. Here we go.
2: Hello, Lori and Joe. This is Rob from Tennessee and I was just wondering if anyone has brought it to your attention that the opening
0: when you hear that. By the way, what do you what do you immediately think? Like, oh God!
2: <laughs>
1: I uh, probably probably the intro because I have a feeling that because like I mean I will say this I don't watch a lot of scary movies, mm-hmm. so I feel I'm getting the feeling that a lot of these intros are throwbacks to um to to uh, like scary movie type things and yeah. then i'm just like they're going over my head yeah so that's Sketch what i
2: think from episode one season three of Dracula, is likely an homage to the opening scene from halloween four return of michael myers or some shit um, oh
1: we, you played this one already no we've never played this one yeah you did the beginning episode was that he said it was to michael myers
0: no no yeah, you, you're no you're answering his question in that yes we have heard this
1: No, you played this one already. You played this voicemail already. Lori,
0: I am telling you, I did not play this voicemail already. I could swear that I've heard this voicemail before.
2: Yeah, I'm still listening to the podcast. I'm behind a few episodes. So potentially someone has told you this. But I just wondered if someone's brought it to your attention. It is like in many scenes or many parts of it, it's like almost a play by play reenaction of Halloween 4. I don't know. So maybe that's why it seems so confusing. There were so many plot errors. I think it was just trying to stay original to that or something. I don't know. Here's a voicemail.
1: I legit know that I've heard this before. I don't know how, but I've heard. Maybe you played it for me a separate time. All right. I have another
0: voicemail. I have another voicemail. Here we go. Okay. Hello, Laurie and Joe. (laughs) I don't know if anyone's told you this already. But uh, you guys played that voicemail already.
1: <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> thanks. Uh, let's, we're blocking that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if
0: Drek Morta did it with actual like music? If Drek- oh, Wait, hold on for a second. Let me, let me
1: I would me. literally pee my pants with excitement. Yeah.
0: Hello, Laurie and Joe. This is Drek Morta Boulay. I heard what you said about me. You're already blocking all platforms. But you probably didn't know that you dummies played that voicemail already. Also, we're all against uh, abuse to animals. Now drink this blood, eat this liver, and uh, eat these spiders. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Hey, guys. is Is the voicemail going?
2: I didn't hear a beep. Is it playing? I don't know if it's playing or not, but I just want to let you know that I've heard the voicemail
1: before. And then also, I think this intro is a death becomes her throwback.
2: Oh, I think I'm getting another call. Hold on one second. Hello?
1: Hey, man, what's up? No, I've had no to you. No, they know I Venmo'd you the money. No, I venmo Yes, I remember, because I was on the phone with my mom. And she was like, why don't you listen to me? And I was like, I am listening to you. But you just talk about a lot of stuff. And I'm Venmoing a friend. And she was like, well, I would appreciate
2: it if you would do one thing at a time. Wait a second. Did I join the calls?
1: shit <laughs> all right that actually happened uh, so oh sorry
0: hey Laurie and Joe this is Jerry Seinfeld
1: <laughs>
0: who are these people that don't that wear underwear under their scary costume what kind of monsters are wearing underwear under
1: that scary costume. <laughs> Hi, this is Ronan. Now, when I was growing up, you know, a woman was just a woman and a man was just a man. So I don't understand why we have to say they and them. I just call everybody asshole.
0: <laughs> okay, well, maybe we'll have different voicemails from different celebrities the about the show today. <laughs> we'll find out. Alright, this week the show opens with a bizarre scene involving the Boulet brothers complaining about the contestants as they, as they either spread blood on their face or stitched themselves up. Then, Swan kisses a decapitated head. I'm sure this is a reference to some horror movie that I haven't seen and someone's going to email me and call me an idiot because I didn't know what movie that was that the Boulet brothers were referencing and why do I make a podcast when I don't know every single reference in the history of the world. Also, Landon and Dahlia face... Oh, okay, sorry. It's on one. Also, Landon and Dahlia face off about Hollow's value in the competition. Louisiana opens up about her childhood. The girls share their inspirations for their looks. The creepy girl from Hereditary is a guest judge and reads the contestants for filth. And the contestants participate in a photo shoot at a haunted hospital. In the end, Landon Sider was named the winner of the challenge, while Priscilla Chambers and Madeline Hatter were placed in the bottom two. After an elimination challenge that was difficult to gauge who won, Madeline lost her head at the end of the episode leaving five people to compete in the show, Lori named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not.
1: Uh I love the challenge. I thought the challenge was great. I think that there these challenges are getting like more and more here's my I, I love it, but here's my fear. Sure. Is that these challenges are gonna get more and more gross mm-hmm. and then we're eventually just gonna have everybody drinking weird things. And I'm just like, you know, ugh, I don't, I'm, I'm not ready for it. Um, but I love the challenge. I loved the looks of most of the Queens, even I will say Louisiana Purchase. I still don't understand why people like her as a, in this competition, but even that like stylized look, I thought was pretty cool. Um, what I didn't like, I didn't like, uh, there were a couple of things I was a little off about, but mm-hmm. the, one of the things I didn't really like was I didn't like, the extermination again, not the actual extermination. That I thought was interesting, and I thought that was a f- that was a fun mm-hmm. thing to do. But it's like, what are the parameters? Are they? Is it is it just another thing? You know, wait, or, are you, are you talking about? Really wait, like,
0: wait, I can not talk about the challenge itself or the actual when they exterminated Madeline Hatter.
1: No, I'm talking about like the. Parameters of the extermination challenge. Oh, because I- the way that they put it is that mm-hmm. they always say, This is your last chance to prove to us you want to stay here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if does that mean that if they do really well in this challenge, even though they might be in the bottom, that whoever does really well will get be stay will be kept. Because in my opinion, I thought Madeline Hatter should have stayed. But she was the one who went home. And so I just I I I don't understand. I feel like the challenges are kind of like there's not really any stakes in the challenge. So like, for example, for me, if I was Madeline Hatter, I would have just stood there mm-hmm. and just been like, I'm not doing this. Cause mm-hmm. I don't want to get shocked. Cause I'm going to go home anyways. Yeah. So it's like almost, if you know, you're going to do it, mm-hmm. then yeah. you know, you're going to go home. Then why would you participate in the challenge? So that's kind of, but anyways, that's my one thing.
0: Well, we'll talk more about it when we get to the challenge. Uh, two things I like think about the episode. Um, I liked. It. Well, I don't know. Let me see here. Even though I liked the episode as a whole, I didn't. I didn't have a problem with it. I don't know if there's anything particularly that I enjoyed. Does that make sense? Like, I actually was not unlike you. I was not a big fan of this challenge. I um,
1: the extermination or the I'm or actual the...
0: main challenge. The
1: um, oh, like, I like the main challenge. Yeah, I
0: wasn't. I didn't hate. I. I I'll tell you this. I had very passionate, like, love. Like, I don't know. Can you have a very positive version of me? Yeah. More like meh, like that, you know, like, not meh. It was meh, like that.
1: Here's Um, what I'll say. I feel like this episode, if you were to put this episode, if this episode was a drag queen in the competition, this episode would be safe. Yes,
0: yes. Very good metaphor there, Lori.
1: And so I don't think that's great especially in this in this stage but it's you know it's fine it's a good episode Yeah, but it was a good
0: episode safe. it's a safe episode you're right not yeah. in the bottom 3 not in the top 3 it's safe you know it's the um the Lee for the first like four or five episodes of season 5 of this <laughs> uh of the show um and so that's why I don't even and I don't even have anything I don't like you know I okay. uh, I just have just It's fine. There's nothing I really didn't like. Um, uh, You know what? No, I have nothing I didn't like. The guests were fine. I mean, the guest judges were fine. Uh, We'll get to them. You know, it's just fine. Everything was fine. Just no, no, I have no strong feelings about anything. All right. Cut to now. I do a three hour show about each part of this whole thing all right in a uh, in a room with spooky fluorescent lighting the boulet brothers are tending to themselves what, with what looks like partial nun outfits like they don't have necessarily the habit on but they have everything else it kind of looks like uh huh. Drack is stitching herself back up while Swan is painting blood on her face. Is that what she was doing? While she's yeah. complaining about the contestants. Drag, uh, Drack chimes in as well. At the end of the scene, Swan says, isn't that right, Dr. Randall? And then kisses the decapitated head of a bald man. What was going on in this, Laura? You said you had some theories, and I want to hear those theories. Because I have no clue what was going on.
1: Okay, so... If we look at, this is, and I could be really dipping into the well here, but mm-hmm. if we look at all of the episode, all of the openings so far, I feel like the Boulay brothers are create either recreating or fi- finding a way to to get a, a monster back, right? I feel like that's going to be what, what ends up happening, is they're mm-hmm. going to bring one of the monsters back into the show, okay? okay. So this episode, they were, again, like kind of, uh, recovering themselves and, you know, fixing themselves and and, uh, Drek Morda was stitching up. So obviously you have to think and they had bandages on. So you have to think that there was a fight, that Mm -hmm. they had been in an altercation. So I think that they were fighting with the monster Mm -hmm. and I think that they were bringing the monster back to life and the monster fought them. Um, I also that's one side of it. Okay. I also feel like there could be a thing where they are they're, they this is them essentially this is weird but this is them essentially using the parts of the the remaining monsters to to essentially make themselves younger so like drachmar is like stitching her face back up cuz she used she she has a new face or um uh, Swanthula is using the blood of the other monsters. So I feel like it could be either or. But that's kind of what I got out of it. I don't know. What's funny is
0: uh, Dean UK in the chat room says it's Frankenstein, which kind of goes in a line. I, I don't know. You guys are both I sort of say saying that. the same thing, but I don't. Where are you guys getting that? What are the evidence? What's the
1: evidence? Because they have all those dead bodies. It's like they, I know that last episode we saw that they cleaned it out, but they could have brought the dead bodies somewhere and they could have used them all, used them to create a monster Mm monster you know and then uh, recreate the monster and then the monster comes back or you know i think i think it could be seen as as um frankenstein-esque i personally don't know if that's it that's why i kind of stayed away from maybe that because i feel like then it would it would be a little confusing because it's like well are they they're not stitching together different it's not like hollow eve is part of hollow and part of you know for some reason i can't think of any other monster that's gone home Mm -hmm. but uh part of hollow and another glamour or maxi glamour yeah part of hollow and maxi glamour are going to come out they're going to be a monster Mm -hmm. so i feel feeling it's one of those scenes where they brought it back to life or something Mm -hmm. from from the unknown and then they fought with it and maybe they were using the dead bodies as food for them or something but yeah i think i I, that's kind of what i got from it because they were the reason only reason why i feel felt that way was because they were all bandaged up and they were like you know kind of and then remember in jack Morda was in the bath with blood so this is must be their thing where they're where they rejuvenate their skin by by putting blood on their body mm-hmm. um i just don't really have I, I don't know here's what i will say though and i was thinking this oh wait a second dean and uh uk said they showed hollow's dead body Oh, 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 you mean in the oh, in the in the when she was ex- executed that they showed the dead body when she was executed that photo.
0: Uh-huh. Um, okay. well, yes, they did, but it 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 so I was thinking now on on a on a traditional uh competition show and in particularly the only one we I can talk about with drag queens is RuPaul's Drag Race. Is if you're gonna bring a queen back, it'd be really crazy to bring them back this late in the competition. Like they would have done it either this week or last week. Because now, after today, there's only five girls left. If they don't do it next week, they're not bringing. I can't see how they would bring a queen back. That would be so categorically unfair. They bring back Maxi Glamour, or unless they bring back Maxi Hollow and Madeline Hatter to compete for a spot. Because then there's like they haven't been gone that long.
1: Yeah, I can see that. You know? I could see them bringing back like, like three the top three, you know, drag queens, and then they, they have them compete. That could be like the first challenge, and then the second challenge is they have to do another, you know, the runway challenge, and then and then whoever, you know, get so then it, it's that I could see that. Yeah, so- but I would I would agree with you. I would even say that that needs to happen next week. Because then you get to the top four and then it's like, well, what, you know, it just seems weird that you would have that at the, at, you know, at the quarterfinals.
0: Yeah. But then what's funny is if they don't bring it back a drag queen or, or if these cold opens have nothing to do with the overall plot of the show, even though again, surgery, they, they always work in the challenge to the cold open. So clearly, you know, decapitating the man's head, Dr. Randall, and the stitching and they had to do with suturing and all that in terms of a hospital, so it tied into the episode. But if they don't tie into the grander competition, then what what's sort of the point?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested to find out, or do you think maybe they're gonna dr- do something where like the the drag queens that went home mm-hmm. the finale they have to the the last three have to pick. From those queens and have them help them with their outfits, oh, or they see. have to do like a grander kind of thing. Yeah, I
0: wouldn't be. I think did they do that before? No, right?
1: I don't think so. They've done it on other competitions. Yeah, I know they yeah. did it on Camp Wanakiki,
0: and they did it on Project Runway. Yeah, and they've even and done they've it on done, Drag Race. They've done it on Drag Race too.
1: So I mean, maybe that could be it. But yeah, I, I, I just I have this feeling that it's going to happen. Now who knows? I mean, you know the Boulay brothers aren't necessarily known for their through line. So it could just be like one-offs and they're just like, we just went for a run because one run with these openings because we liked it and we had the house for three days, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, but you know, I, I think it's, I think there's some, something's going on. So I think that was probably, I think and also they're like they seem like they're getting ready for something, like they're, yeah. they're fixing themselves up, they're getting they're complaining about the contestants. So I think it's all like Easter eggs to go like, hey, something's gonna happen. But yeah. who knows? I mean, you know. But they promised I, a monster
0: in the first of that little mini series trilogy, and then we nothing ever came of the monster.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. After Hollow's elimination, the contestants reconvene back in the boudoir. Everyone is in agreement that Hollow went home, and Dahlia says she isn't sad about Hollow's departure, while Madeline and Priscilla joke around about Eva, who has been winning so far, being in the bottom. Priscilla announces that she is Team Hollow, which is weird because they had that big problem last episode. With that, Eva walks into the room. She talks about how she could tell Hollow was done with the competition. This leads to a discussion mostly between Landon and Dahlia about how Hollow... But about Hollow and her place in the competition. Landon was pro Hollow, stating that Hollow was all about her message at the detriment to her place in the competition, while Dahlia felt that Hollow just couldn't handle any critiques whatsoever. Louisiana chimed in and talked about how she has taken the critiques and applied them to her own drag. Uh, Lori, your thoughts on this whole... First of all, once again, the they have that stock boudoir shot from the very first day that they bring in <laughs> yes. again.
1: They're really getting the use out of that. Really I wonder if it. that shot cost like $1,000 <laughs> and they're like, we are putting this in every scene.
0: <laughs> every opening is going to have the same opening <laughs> boudoir shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if
1: it, it costs that much money, I, w- I would put it in every scene. Well, what's I
0: would funny put- is either way they lose because if, if they if, – if we're making fun of them because they use the same shot over and over again. We're like, well, wh- why are you so t- – okay, enough with that shot, right? But let's say they actually did that shot every single time. I would be like – why are you reshooting that? Everything just use the same one all the time. <laughs> exactly. So they're, they're yeah, fucked if they you do, you fucked did, if, if they don't. don't. Yeah. So anyway, a lot in a lot of these boudoir segments, a lot happens, even though it's mostly talking head type stuff. What were your thoughts on the argument about Hollow? You know, I, I shared with you privately on the phone that uh, I wasn't necessarily the biggest Hollowee fan, but I did find myself thinking during the competition, during the floor show, I wonder what Hollow would have done with this challenge.
1: Yeah. I feel like Hala was a a big personality Mm -hmm. and brought a lot to the show. And I mean, I remember first episode, I thought that she was going to be a one trick wonder. Mm -hmm. And she really, she really came out swinging and she, you know, she was a really great competitor and performer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I think that uh, Dahlia Black, is that her name? Yes. Um, I don't know. He's a, he's a white you know, twink who probably hasn't really had too much, you know, as much diverse issues with as Hollow or maybe somebody else in the group. And so I think just him having to be corrected all the time by Hollow and just be like... And she obviously has, like, a lot of things that she wants to, you know, focus on. And I think he just was like... I just feel like it was getting muddled. And so I liked liked that Land Insider stuck up for her. I thought Mm -hmm. that that was... You know, I thought that was good because I feel like that way, at least some, her voice, you know, it wasn't, she wasn't, I think Black, Dahlia Black was trying to make it seem like she was this complainer and didn't really bring anything to the competition. And, you know, was trying to make that her legacy. And Landon Stein was like, no, she was an amazing performer. And her message was what was important to her. And that's how she, that's how they did their drag, was through their message. And so... Well, I, I liked
0: it, but I want to go point by point by what Dahlia was saying. So one of the things Dahlia says is that she felt Dahlia felt that Hollow thought that she was the smartest person in the room and that the rest of them were too stupid uh, or were stupid or or if they didn't get her her thing you were stupid if you didn't get what she was going for. Do you agree with that critique?
1: I think that Hollow did definitely feel like she was, you know, she was a she was smart and she was Um, instructing these people on like what's appropriate, but I don't necessarily feel like she thought everybody was dumb. I think that's a insecurity thing on Dahlia's part. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they, you know, they, and also it's just one of those things where it's like, I had, I got the feeling that hollow was very much, you know, um, microaggressions lead to bigger things. So microaggressions are need to be stopped right away. And so, Mm -hmm. when anybody would say like fishy, or when anybody would say what, like Hollow felt like it was their duty to step up and say, like, no, this is not right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it can get exhausting being in a room with, I can see that being exhausting being in a room with somebody like that. But if that's how they, if that's their message, then, you know, that's their message. So, you know, I just, yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with Dahlia's insecurity.
0: But how about in terms of the competition, which even Landon, who was defending Hollow, said, you know that Hollow couldn't take critiques.
1: Yeah, I think that that was the big one. I think that Hollow couldn't take criti- critiques cuz I felt like because the um their drag was so wrapped up in their message, I think when you when when they were getting critiqued, they felt like their ideas were getting critiqued. Mm-hmm. So, I think that Hollow took it pers- more personally than anyone else. Um plus, I mean, I got to be honest with you, I feel like I felt like last episode should have been a mulligan for her because from what you told me, I felt like it's hard to, it's hard to say that she wasn't necessarily not taking a critique more than just saying that she was, you know, she was um, just frustrated that she wasn't able to do what she wanted to do in the first place. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Just
0: a reminder for, uh, everyone who 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 missed our last episode i was talking about how uh, hollows made it known that she wasn't allowed to use those used tampons that were such an issue earlier in the season she wasn't allowed to use them for the challenge and so then and then was critiqued for her outfit being unfinished or you know they they wouldn't let her show any sort of depiction of blood or red on her outfit despite the fact that even in this episode you know priscilla uses a real dead baby calf yes a- and uh you know all sorts of gross things happen but uh god forbid i could see like look we can't have a real period tamp we can't have real used tampons okay i can, I can kind of get behind that but if she says okay well let me paint them the color of blood they're like no
1: yeah that's ridiculous. So I mean, I could see that being an issue because they're like telling her, they're telling Hollow that they she uh, they can't do that, and then Hollow's like, okay, well, this is what I can, this is what's left of what I can do, and then they critique Hollow for not bringing, not having enough, and Hollow is like, what you know, I want, I had an idea, and you guys wouldn't let me do my idea. Yeah. So I I could see that. I mean, but. You know, I I, I do honestly agree with Eva, Destruction, and Dahlia, and and even Landon in a way that I felt like, yeah, I think Hollow, I think when Hollow talked, honestly, I think when Hollow was talking to Mm Yavska and saying like, look, this is, your drag just might not be this competition. I think Hollow was actually talking to themself. I think Hollow was just realizing, look, I I don't necessarily know if my my drag and my message matches with this competition. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there was some shade that Landon threw to Dahlia. There's a part where she says, you know, well, some of us, you know, are just really focused on the look. And, you know, and she's really focused on the message. And that was pretty good. Now, Louisiana did chime in at one point to say, like, this seems to be a very Louisiana episode, you know? It's yeah. a Louisiana starring episode. Even though she didn't win. Or in the she, bottom. I she was, was just,
1: worried. I yeah. was worried that she was gonna win, and then when she didn't win, I thought, oh, well, then maybe she'll go home, and she didn't go home, and I was like, well, then why? Why did we?
0: <laughs> what, what was the focus for? it? So the first moment of that was uh, when uh, Louisiana, you know, kind of chimed in and was like, "Hey, everybody, I take the critiques and I apply them. I drag," and everyone's like, "Yay for Louisiana!" Yeah,
1: yeah you you have, I guess. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it was just kind of like, okay, yeah.
0: Uh, okay, well now let's move on. This week the contestants will get their best hospital uh, gore together for a photo shoot at the main challenge, and they'll be at a haunted hospital for the creative team at Alternative Press Mag they were bragging about this alternative press magazine. Have you heard of this magazine, Lori?
1: No. I meant to do research beforehand, but I got busy. But yeah, I have I have not I have not heard about this at all and then there was like this writer who was like oh she's great and oh, yeah. the, she's what, what's her face that? who who said like oh i was sitting i was standing right across from her and i i felt so um anxious because i was like uh, i just felt so nervous and i was like why like yeah.
0: who is she? it was just some basic white girl
1: yeah i was like what i don't understand you know what so i don't know i thought it was weird yeah
0: So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, back in the boudoir, the contestants walk back in to find an issue of Alternative Press magazine on the table. They all read about the Boulay brothers in the issue and read selected quotes and fawn over the Boulay brothers. Priscilla even tears up. This leads to an emotional moment when Louisiana Purchase shares a heart-wrenching story from her adolescence when her mother told her that if she had HIV, she'd be forced to leave the house. We'll get into more detail about that story in a second. Louisiana also shares her regret that she didn't start doing drag until she was 36, and now she's 42. Dahlia also chimes in for some reason, and then Louisiana artfully brings it back to herself because God damn it, this is her fucking moment and not Dahlia's. Then the queens congratulate themselves and the show before sharing the inspirations. For their looks. The next day, everyone goes around the room talking about the scorecard thus far in the competition. While Louisiana hasn't won a challenge yet, she feels like she's on an upward trajectory. Eva agrees and says she's rooting for her. All right, Lori, your thoughts on everything that happened here in boudoir number two and three.
1: Um, Okay, so I just looked and I can't find the, maybe I'm not looking correctly, but I couldn't find the article that they were talking about. But I did think it was interesting. And, you know, the Boulay brothers are, uh, you know, as far as I know, Mm -hmm. are very secretive. And so I I do think it's kind of interesting that they decided to... um, you know, open up and talk about their history and stuff like that. So, I I do like that, and and you know I I'm pretty I'm sure that all of them have gone through issues where they've had family members or they've been you know discarded by friends and stuff mm-hmm. like and, you know um, <clears throat> I'm recently watching old episodes of uh, uh, Drag Race and um, I forgot what season because I've been watching them all together, mm-hmm. but um, Trixie Mattel talked about how uh, her his boyfriend, the family was totally fine with the, with them being gay. But then when they found out that Trixie Mattel did drag, that's when they were like, no, I don't want you dating this person. This is awful. Like, so I'm sure that there's like not only, uh you know, bias in being gay, but also bias in doing drag. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that bias in doing like, not necessarily the typical style of drag. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Um, I did think that uh, Louisiana Purchase. I did love how Louisiana Purchase um, kind of ke- kept it on her, mm-hmm. and I felt like it was a very like um, very s- political way to do it because mm-hmm. if this had been anybody else, this this conversation would have caused drama. Mm-hmm. If. Um, Priscilla Chambers had been talking and then Dahlia chimed in. Priscilla would have been like, I can't believe Dahlia also brought her story in, you know? And so it would have been a whole thing, but then I, at Louisiana purchase, I felt brought it back to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I will say I'm not a big Louisiana purchase fan, mm-hmm. but the fact that he started or she started when she was 36 and had only been doing it for six years mm-hmm. and is already on this show and, you know, has a definitive style, I feel like, yeah, I, I think that's great that they went for it. So,
0: I, yeah, this 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 little segment we're going to have right now is about Louisiana Purchase. What I want to talk about first is that story she shared about her mom. But now, the actual full story, a shortened version of it, is she fell ill and she went to the doctor. And once the doctor started talking to her and heard her voice, and you know, Louisiana Purchase is a cis male, and But sounded gay is is the implication. She the doctor decided to check for HIV, because you know, see if that was the the, what she had. And it turned out she only had Lyme disease, but when they were waiting for the blood tests to come back, Louisiana Purchase's mom told her, if you are HIV positive, you have to leave the house. You know, I won't fucking put up with that kind of thing. And it broke Louisiana, Louisiana Purchase's heart. And uh, that her mom, would, if she were HIV positive, she knew her mom would turn her back on her. And I I actually did find that story heartbreaking. Yes. Um, and I found it very sad. And uh, it wasn't a genuine moment. Um, what were your thoughts on that story, Lori?
1: It was heartbreaking. I felt like also it was like one of those things where I felt bad because it's also like the, do- you know, what was going on with the doctor? Like, <laughs> why did the doctor automatically think oh, cold means AIDS? Like, mm-hmm. that was just that was weird. Well, she had Lyme so, disease. She had Lyme disease. Yeah, I don't know she what, had Lyme disease. You you really
0: only get Lyme disease on, on the East Coast. So i i don't I don't know that I don't have an experience with Lyme disease, so I don't know how the how the symptoms are similar. But uh,
1: yeah, so uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was very sad. Although I will say that it was a little confusing as to like, well, was she? was Louisiana purchase out at that time i don't know and were they get were they having sex with men because it's like well yeah you should use protection if mm-hmm. you're having sex with men but yeah I thought that I thought that was awful I thought it was awful that the mother you know said that to her and yeah i i thought it was so and and that they had to like live this whole separate life till mm-hmm. they were 36 years old yeah. I thought that was yeah I felt really bad and i i just they are such so, they Louisiana Purchase is such a um, smiles all the time such a pleasant mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. such a caring person and just the fact that they've had to deal with so so much darkness is just mm-hmm. heartbreaking.
0: Now, we don't know that she wasn't gay until she was 36. We know she didn't do drag until she was
1: No, 36. yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. But it seems like drag is a, like a big thing for her.
0: Yes, it is. Now, um Now Dalia actually kind of interrupts with her own story, but basically her story was like about her how she turned her parents around, and it seemed like she was telling Louisiana, well, will just turn your parents around on this.
1: I don't think she was saying that. I think she was saying, "Look, like it it's gonna it, it, they're going to be um uncomfortable with it they're going to have but then they're going to turn around and like she was saying like my mom is now embarrassed and guilt feels in guilt for how she treated me in the beginning and i think that that can happen especially with gay te- gay uh children and parents mm-hmm. is that in the beginning the parents just don't understand so they might react a certain way and then but then once they see their child and how their child's living and and how happy they are and they might go, Oh, I, you know, I was very ignorant before. And once they learned, so, you know, I think that, I think that's what she was trying to get at. But well, then of let course, let ask was,
0: you this question.
1: Uh-huh. Have, have your mom
0: or your dad said anything that was cruel in terms of gay stuff?
1: Oh yeah. I haven't, I talked about this before. My mom used to tell me that I just need to lose weight. Cause if I was skinny, then I would find men attractive.
0: Is that true? Do you find men attractive when you're skinny?
1: Well, I'm still fat, so we'll <laughs> never know.
0: Well, if that's the case, then I w- I don't want to get thin.
1: I know. <laughs> well, see, that's why you need to get thin. Is because you're actually you don't realize it, but you're secretly attracted to women right now. Yeah. And then if you get thin, you'll want that dick. So.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, when I f- the first time I ever saw a therapist, and I'm not even saying that he's wrong here, believe it or not, uh, the first time I ever saw a therapist. No, I wait. No, hold on for a second. I'm 100 percent saying he's wrong. Okay, sorry that came out wrong. It came out wrong. I was talking about something else. Oh, okay. In, in other words, his bigger picture is not wrong. I just think he's wrong in this case. But when the first time I saw a therapist it was an old man. Fuck
1: who, your big picture, Clint. <laughs>
0: the um, he was an old man. Literally, the reason he stopped being my therapist after like the third time was because he retired. Okay. Okay. But um, he. He told me, like, he didn't say you shouldn't be gay. Yeah. But what he said was, and it had to do particularly with my story. He had me, like, untie my shoe, and then he had me tie my shoe. Okay. Uh huh. And he said, um, you know, when the, the, when you're five years old, when you learn to tie your shoe when you're five, it's the hardest thing you'll ever learn how to to do in your life. That the that the motor skills that it takes for a five-year-old to learn to tie his or her shoe is just so hard for the, a brain at that maturity level. So that when they see that, so as a result, when they do that, uh, when you learn to tie your shoe, that's the only way you can tie your shoe now. You can, for the rest of your life, you will always tie your shoe the way you learned when you were five, okay? Uh-huh. So... And his theory, which was completely wrong and bonkers, was that that's why I was gay. Was at some point, at a very young age, something told me to do gay things, and that, that's what I learned. So now I'm gay. Does that make sense? So not that. Yes. So it was weird. He wasn't saying it wasn't like you can. He wasn't saying you could change it because actually, what he says is you can't change it. Okay, but he was making the argument that it it wasn't in born. I wasn't born gay. Does yeah that,
1: that, that something happened to you you were you were sort of an empty vessel or you yeah. were a straight vessel
0: mm-hmm. something
1: happened to you and then that's how you were like well this is how i have sex now yeah and which is so funny because and,
0: and i can see i don't want to get too much into my life right here on Dracula. i mean hello uglies. but there are, i know why he was making that argument but then there are other things that he wouldn't know that i remember as a child like for instance in second grade I love the movie Annie, love the musical Annie, and loved musicals, right? I
1: loved music. Yeah, Yeah, I I loved loved musicals.
0: And I ordered a little Annie orphan, a little orphan Annie like coloring book in second grade and scholastic books, and all the boys made fun of me. And I used to like to put on shows, and like I I told my first grade class I was going to do a parade. No, I got in trouble. I think I told this on the show because in first grade, I signed up for the talent show and I said I was going to tap dance with a top hat and cane and sing "New York, New York." Right? Meanwhile, I didn't know how to tap dance. I didn't have a top hat and cane. And so, the literally the day of the performance, I tell my mom like, "Hey, we got to go to the show. I need to wear a you know a tuxedo and tails and a top hat and cane." And I'm tap dancing to "New York, New York." And my mom was like, "You don't know how to do any? What are you talking about? No!" And so that got in trouble because we just didn't show up. I no showed, you know. And in my head I imagine them going like and now little Joey Batance to tap dance to New York, New York. And I'm like and then like, started playing. And like da,
1: da, 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 <laughs> da,
0: da. and then they use just the spotlight going all around the stage. <laughs> and then they've even they've even done like a backdrop with like city lights <laughs> and stuff like that. And like there's show like a little as a girl like on a on a on a, like a, a moon, like a crescent when she was gonna be lowered, you know, she had like a fan anyway. Uh, okay. So then also, um, uh, there was a whole moment too, where then the Queens talk about how, um, and King, uh, talk about how the show is such an amazing show. And there was a lot of like, God praise, you know, like, uh, God praise Dragula, long live Dragula. May she never die. And then, but then, you know, Madeline has like, but the, we are, you know, we're all, we're all beautiful too. That's a thing. And then, uh, then there's the whole scorecard, and that's why I want to talk about Louisiana Purchase again, but in a different way. Where Louisiana's purchase says she's on an upswing, and I yeah. want to hear your thoughts about this because I have a, a, I have, I have a, um, I've changed my opinion a little bit on Louisiana Purchase. I want to hear your thoughts.
1: I think that Louise, I, I legit feel like Louisiana Purchase w- would be better on a different show. Like maybe Drag Race, but I don't even know if Drag Race, no. like maybe Camp <laughs> Uh <laughs> Yeah,
0: she would do well I, in
1: Camp Wanakiki. I agree with that. I just don't feel like, but I, I will preface that by saying the judges absolutely love her. Yes. Like every single time she's gone on, I've been like, well, this is obviously when she goes home, like mm-hmm. this outfit. Yeah. I thought it's, you know, it's stylized. It's great. But this is obviously when she goes home. Mm-hmm. Loved it. They mm-hmm. loved it. And I was like, I just don't get it so you know my personal opinion is no i don't think she's on an upswing i think she's been middling the entire time and i feel like you know eventually i think it's now i think it's between priscilla chambers and louisiana purchase as to who goes home because i just don't feel like those madeline hatter even though madeline hatter i love madeline hatter um priscilla Chambers and louisiana Purchase purchase i don't feel like they're bringing it to the level that dahlia black eva destruction and land insider are
0: so okay so my opinion is this my opinion was that louisiana purchase was very near the bottom every week in the beginning and i do think that she's applied the changes that the boulet brothers have you know sort of suggested but what i will say is all it does is she hasn't swung to the top for me she's just swung to the middle where yeah. she might benefit, but let's see how it goes next week, is it sort of seems that the past two episodes, Eva Destruction is in the opposite direction. She's starting to be on the downswing. She was low yeah. this last episode on episode five. And she um she she just barely missed being in the bottom two this week. And so Louisiana Purchase, because right now I'm thinking who for sure is stronger than Louisiana Purchase? And I can tell you without a doubt, Dahlia Black is stronger, and I can tell you without a doubt, Landon Sider is stronger. Yes. Now, I think Eva Destruction is stronger than Louisiana Purchase, but if you're turning looking in terms of the competition, I don't know, unless she can pull one out of the hat, it seems like she's sort of on a downswing here.
1: Well, here's here's my issue with that, is I feel like what they are doing is, this is one thing that frustrated me with Eva Destruction's judgment in this in this thing, was that I don't feel like they're judging Eva based off of what the other, based off of the challenge or the other competitors. I feel like they're judging Eva based off of Eva's previous looks and performances. Eva, uh, I think it was Swanthula or Jack Morta even said when they were doing the look, like, from what I know I've seen from you, this underwhelmed me. And it's like, well, that's not, That's not the – I don't feel like that's the best way to judge it. You're judging it based off of the actual, like, challenge. Did they meet the challenge? Did they exceed the challenge? And so, I don't know. I feel like they're putting a lot more pressure on Ava to be more – to be this – like, to hit it out of the park every single time, you know? And I don't think that's fair because then it's like – then Louisiana Purchase just like does okay. And they're like, Oh my God, you did so great. You know? So could it be the
0: soft bigotry, if you will, of lowered expectations for Louisiana Purchase?
1: I think so. It reminded me a lot. And I know this sounds really dumb, but it reminded me a lot of that time that, you know, the, the, um, uh, what's even called the debates with um Trump and, and Hillary mm-hmm. where Hillary was basically winning the debates the most of the time. And then there was one debate where Trump was like competent mm-hmm. and like answered questions and wasn't, didn't like call Hillary like a nasty woman or didn't, you know, do any weird stuff. And people were like, wow, he seemed very presidential. And it's like, no, he just wasn't an idiot that one time, you know, like anytime he's able to like read from a prompter, everybody's like, wow, way to go. It's like, why do we? Why are we so excited about this? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like that's Louisiana. I'm not saying Louisiana is Trump, but I'm saying that I think that's the expectations they have for Louisiana is not as much as they have for Eva Destruction. I don't think that's fair to Eva. I feel like Eva's. I feel like she's still bringing it. I just think that they're not like they might not agree with some of the looks, but she's still bringing a level of artist of artistic creation to the the competition that vastly outweighs Louisiana Purchase. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, very good.
1: Um All right, let's
0: move on. The floor show, and I'm just gonna combine the floor show and the shoot because they're the same look. Um were there any standouts, Laurie, for you in the floor show?
1: Well, I did. Did you notice that they did stay on the drag queens? They didn't do that like chopping. A choppy little thing. bit more, not much. I will say this. I Because and, there's fewer and, and drag queens too. I don't here's the thing. I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. And I I almost am like you explain it to me because I don't get it why they did the photo shoot second. And why do they only have Landon Cider be the first person? And then they showed it. They showed a car driving for no reason. Well, also, like, not
0: only that, not only that, I, I don't know why I clocked this the second time I watched it, but it was like a Honda CRV. I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. One of two things. Either somebody drove them. How are you fitting six drag queens and all their shit? and a driver to the haunted hospital in a Honda CRV <laughs> yes. or even if they didn't drive six drag Queens and they're all their shit in a little Honda CRV going to a haunted hospital.
1: Yes. I had this, like I had this fear when, when uh land insider was like, we're going to the photo shoot and they showed her first and they showed the CRV. I thought, Oh my God, are we going to see each drag queen drive to the photo shoot? <laughs> well, if it was be. camp
0: Wanakiki, Kiki, we would.
1: Yeah, if it was Camp Waikiki, we would see them go and pick them up. Yeah, Get stopping their at the gas. Yeah,
0: the, you know. So I have to go into the bathroom, and they sit, and we watch them wait. You know, yeah. for they do
1: like fun bits in the bathroom. Yeah,
0: and then they do. Yeah, then they do a whole music video, and.
1: Uh... But yeah, I don't. I didn't understand why they did. I felt like it would have been a lot more thematic if they had done the photo shoot second or first, and the runway second. But I mean, you know, whatever. In the long run, it's it's you know. It's fine. I um I will say this. I thought Dahlia Black's outfit was great until I saw her when she was standing uh getting judged. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I feel like in that light, I was like, Oh, I don't feel like it's as great as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the everybody else except for like Louisiana, I could see the Priscilla Chambers was just gross. I mean, the fact that she was like making out with a dead cow, it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then that was that. another one where like when the lights hit her, when she was being judged, it just was like, it just looked weird. It looked like bad. it just, yeah. And, uh, uh, I just didn't understand it, but I thought everybody else's was okay. I thought Louisiana purchase again, I don't necessarily view it as scary, but mm-hmm. I, I liked the, the style of it. Yeah. Um, I, I liked, I will say, I liked Landon Sider's outfit. I liked mm-hmm. it more than anyone else's. I did not understand it. <laughs> I don't understand. She was saying that she was trying to, people, were, they were chasing intelligence. Is that like a bad thing now? I, I don't feel, understand.
0: I feel that Landon always has a lot of thought behind her, uh, behind his look. And I appreciate that. You know, I didn't see the connect. I mean, I thought, and I, but here's what's funny aesthetically I thought the, the look was great you know I was yes the the male illusion was perfect he looked like a mad scientist the brain it all looked fantastic I did I, and, and so his his explanation was that Western medicine focuses on math and and numbers rather than on the human connection okay like they see the they see the illness as a as a, as like a problem. But they don't talk about the, the person who has the illness, right? Yeah. And and I get that. I think it's an interesting concept and thought. I didn't understand though how that look demonstrated that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I felt like there was a lot of stuff there. And I felt I felt like it looked good, but when you broke it down, you were like, what is the sticky brain and the hoses and the book mm-hmm. and the does yeah. that? What does all that have to do? But you know, again, mm-hmm. it looked good. So, um, you know, that's, uh, the, the second thing was I felt like, okay, I know that I'm biased for Madeline Hatter. I know Mm -hmm. that. Right. But Mm -hmm. how is it that Louisiana purchase has a no, no blood, no, nothing, no gross things. She has a a bunny that she burned she burned, essentially, mm-hmm. and like a scar on her on her forehead, and that's it. And worse, and then Madeline Hatter actually has like guts coming out of her or whatever is coming out of her chest, and she's got blood on and she's all this stuff. And everybody's like, Well, it was kind of simplistic and mm-hmm. it really didn't fit the challenge. How does that not fit the challenge less how does that fit the challenge less than Louisiana Purchases? That's what I, I want to know.
0: Look, I'll be honest with you, and i said this before, like, to me, Louisiana, Louisiana Purchases' was an outfit was in the middle. And I'll be honest with you, for a lot of the outfits, I thought they were in the middle. I'll be honest. Like, I didn't see a really bad one, nor did I see a really great one in this one. I guess Landon's, the, win, the winning one. But, uh, I mean, like, I felt Dahlia's was super basic. They loved, I mean, they loved her photo. Okay? I felt Eva's was very basic. Um... Uh Louisiana was very basic. I to be honest with you, if I'm being completely honest with you, I think Madeline Hatter was in the bottom as payback for her fucking tantrum from the previous time.
1: Oh yeah. I could see that. And even though but, it
0: was two episodes ago, they're like, this is payback. We don't in but other then word, again, I don't in other words, like we don't know who else to put, so fuck you, bitch. We're gonna put you in the bottom.
1: But then again, it's like, well then, then they're judging based off of something that's has nothing to do with the challenge. Well, I made so, that up. I don't know if that's true. I know, but I could see it. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know. I just I felt like it was weird. I did love how they were like nobody's safe. Every you're either in the bottom or you're in the top, and then like four people were safe. <laughs> what was that noise? Sorry, I had a something on my computer was sounding off. Sorry about that. Um.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, because they got into so few people, they can't have any more safe people.
1: Um, did you? But agree- then, like, then Ava Destruction was safe. Like, they didn't necessarily say you're safe, but they just said you're not up for elimination. <laughs> it's like, okay.
0: Well, okay. Now I have a question. What did you think of the guest judge from Hereditary, Millie Shapiro? I loved her. Yeah, you know what? Well, the, on the first round, I was like, oh, shut up, right? But
1: oh, yeah, that was. I don't. That, that's, it's from I the movie. It,
0: it, it's a, It's a sound that the character makes in the movie. But uh but when I watched it a second time, I'm like whoa, this she's really reading them and she's not wrong.
1: Yeah. I liked it. It I wasn't thought, even
0: stupid stuff. It was like actually like, wow, she's actually kind of right. Yeah.
1: I thought she had good points. You mm-hmm. know, I liked how she like called people out for stuff. And yeah, I thought I thought it was um great. Another thing that I thought was interesting was like I think cause Dahlia Black did it is why she didn't get sent to the bottom, but yeah, I think wearing that underwear was ridiculous. You should, why didn't she just not wear underwear? Like I don't understand why that why she felt the need to wear underwear. And what was she gonna put on that was gonna be completely different? She's like, I didn't have time to prepare as much as everyone else. Oh, that's a good what?
0: point. What would she have put on?
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's like just not wear underwear. They're gonna blur out your junk anyways. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't know. If it was me, I would have just not worn underwear. Yeah. Now, uh,
0: Landon misspelled intelligence, and, uh, the, you know, the editor wanted to point that out, which I think Landon handled that so well, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's good. I'm, I'm going to own it. I'm going to make a T-shirt out of it. Um,
1: yeah, I thought that was really funny. Yeah,
0: and but then what did you think about the fact that Priscilla used an actual stillborn calf, a dead baby calf?
1: I thought it was dumb. First mm-hmm. off. Secondly, I thought it was unnecessary. And um, thirdly, I thought this is fucking bullshit because Hollow Eve was not allowed to use bloody tampons uh, on around her. And yet Priscilla Chambers is allowed to carry around a dead cow uh, all over the place. And that's totally fine.
0: And how did she get the dead cow?
1: She said she brought it with her. So it's just been she like was, sitting. Like, yeah. It's just been essentially – I don't know where it's been. I don't know if it's been in the same freezer with the – I mean, God, can you imagine what that fridge looks like now? Um, but, yeah, it's just – I I don't know. It grossed me out. I will say I thought – look, I think if it had been in the hands of Landon Insider or Dahlia or Ava – or, you know, possibly even Louisiana to a point, mm-hmm. I think it would have actually turned out to be a, an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. But I think because it was Priscilla Chambers, I think it fell flat. I don't think mm-hmm. she has the creativity yet to mm-hmm. to pull something like that off.
0: All right. Um, during final judgment, guest judge 17-year-old Millie Shapiro read the contestants for filth. Um, we also learned Landon misspelled intelligence. Dahlia showed her underwear, and Priscilla used an actual stillborn calf. We've discussed this. Land Insider was named the winner of the challenge, while Priscilla at Chambers and Madeline had to replaced in the bottom two. Uh, for the extermination challenge, the girls were forced to play a life-size version of the game Operation. Using blunt utensils, they had to remove objects from a life-size Operation board that would shock them when they made a mistake. They both removed the items, but it was difficult to tell what the Boulet brothers used to gauge who won the challenge. Later that night, We see the hands of one of the Boulet brothers as they drive a car down a deserted road. Madeline Hatter wakes up in the backseat of the car. She is frightened as the car speeds up faster and faster. She sticks her head out the window for some reason, and she is decapitated by a pole. Again, this is a scene right out of Hereditary. Lori, any final thoughts on the episode? Your thoughts on the extermination challenge? Your thoughts on the extermination? What is so funny?
1: Look, I liked I liked the ch- I liked the uh, how she died overall, yeah. mm-hmm. but I do find it funny that she stuck her head out and then she kept it out. It was like one of those things where if there had just been a second person in the car forcing yeah. her, it would have made way more sense, but it was like it was like the first uh violence in the first uh episode where she puts her own leg in the vat of acid, mm-hmm. like it's like okay.
0: Well, <laughs> Here's what's funny, not funny. This is what, again, a a sort of a lazy choice here is in the film Hereditary, uh, and and spoiler alert if you haven't seen Hereditary, uh, it's Millie Shapiro is the girl in the car, right? And what has happened is she's allergic to peanuts, okay? And she eats some nuts and something in a cake. And she's going through. A, a severe allergic reaction; she can't breathe. She's turning blue, and so she sticks her head out the window to get air. So it, there's there's a reason why they do it in hereditary. She's sticking; she's she can't breathe, so she's just trying to get air in any way she can. So she sticks her head out the window.
1: Oh, and then she gets her head head. Well, yeah,
0: it, it gets more. Then the her brother's driving, and he sees like something that scares him. He veers to miss it and swerves, and it chops her head off in the pole. Ooh, yeah so uh but so but there was a reason why they did it in the film this one she just sticks her head out of the window just to stick her head out the
1: window yeah just to see what was happening outside like oh let me see how far away we are oh there's a tree oh it's still coming (laughs) oh it's coming now oh my god it's almost here (laughs)
0: um what did you think
1: of the extermination challenge I didn't like it. I mean, I liked the challenge itself. I thought it was an interesting creative. I didn't like it in the sense that, again, I don't understand the parameters. It l- seemed like Malin Hatter won because she seemed like she was having more fun with the mm-hmm. challenge. Yeah, Priscilla Chambers was seemed like she was miserable the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Malin Hatter, in the scheme of the challenge, should have stayed. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at yeah the whole seer- season. Then yeah, Malin Hatter should go home because she was she's been consistently in the bottom. But well, but they you know. tell
0: you they te- well they don't say the season they say they use the extermination how your performance in the extermination challenge along with your performance in the challenge. Yeah, but wouldn't you say if there if by that standard Priscilla Chambers should have gone home because to me the yeah, extermination challenge is a wash. Okay, like they tied essentially in my head, like no one failed, you know. Yeah, um, and then Priscilla Chambers' outfit was decidedly the worst of the bunch.
1: Yeah, every they didn't like it. They said it was complicated. They said mm-hmm. it it didn't make sense the or skin not that it didn't make match. sense. Yeah, it, it was just not it was not put together well. Yeah,
0: so uh, so on, by all for all intents and purposes, yeah, Priscilla should have gone home on paper. Um, but. I Again, I do think it was sort of a payback for her behavior during the other
1: challenge. I could see that.
0: yeah, and I think I think it was one of these things that, that she didn't go home the next episode because she clearly wasn't in the bottom, but you know, there's only one person who's really in the bottom. that's Priscilla. We have an open spot. You're in it bitch for your behavior last time, and you're going home. Yeah, I could see sense? that. All right. Any other final thoughts on this episode, Lori?
1: Um, I think that, uh, okay, so who do you think is going to be in the top? I think I think right now we have Land Insider, Dahlia Black, mm-hmm. definitely in the top. And then I agree with you. I think for some reason, I think the judges are turning on Eva Destruction. So I have a feeling that I think Louisiana Purchase might be in the top three. Um, Just by what she was saying, because they focused a lot on her this episode. And I felt mm-hmm. there has to be a reason they did that. Either she's going home next episode or she's gonna win the next episode. But
0: they could be doing some sort of weird arc. They don't want to make it so seem so obvious that Eva Destruction might win. So maybe, but but then they haven't done that to Landon. Landon has never been to the bottom. Uh I don't Landon think so. Landon just seems to be coasting on, on on this on this show. Maybe I don't know what will happen to him, but uh it seems to be having a grand old time, this Landon. But I don't know. Like, if maybe maybe Eva can pull it out. Yeah. But, so I'm gonna stick with my original. I in my head the top three are Dahlia Black, Land Insider, Eva Destruction. Now, p- t- spot four. I would have told you a week ago. It's for sure Priscilla Chambers. Now I'm not so sure. She seems to be on a downward swing as well, and Priscilla seems to be inching forward. I oh, think Louisiana. I. Yeah, I'm sorry, Louisiana. So it, I think Louisiana might inch her way into the top four. I would be shocked if she made it to the top three, but I wouldn't be, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. She's now in the top five.
1: Yeah. I mean.
0: But Dahlia yeah. Landon, Dahlia Landon, well, I guess Eva could, but I mean that, wow. I, I'm still going to hold Eva Landon Dahlia in the top three.
1: Well, the thing is, is I feel like they're, I again, I feel like they're judging, and I think Landon might even fall into that category now where they're judging him not based off of what he does in that challenge, but based off of what he's done in the entire season. So they might be like, well, we liked, we thought it was okay for the challenge, but overall we didn't like the, the costume, the, you know, your drag choice in as far as like, it wasn't the, our favorite of the season. Mm -hmm. And then they could get points marked for that. And it's like, why would that, you know, why I don't understand why they did that to Ava. Mm -hmm. I just felt like it was, I felt like it, again, I think it was the bias of low expectations. Mm -hmm. That they were just like, you know, and also I think they're, I could see the Boulay brothers being just egotistical enough Mm -hmm. to like somebody who takes their criticism and actually uses it in the chat and uses it in the next challenge. Mm
0: -hmm. You're right. I I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Uh, Anything else, Lori? No, I'm excited
0: for the next episode. I will say there have been some people. uh, You know what? I'm going to give them a personal shout out right now. Uh, some people who have taken me up on my offer of, uh, you know, you join Patreon, you're going to get a sticker, a-, a Dragula sticker and a Dragula button if you join the premier level over at uh, at uh, Afterthought Media, Drag- I'm sorry, Patreon.com slash Afterthought Media. Lori, do you want to hear who our new Patreon supporters are? I can tell you. Sure. Uh, so, like I said, they're going to get a, a Hello Ugly sticker, Lori. And a Hello Ugly button, okay? And here's what we have. We have Steve Parker. We have Dominic Evans. We have nice. Carter McKinnon, Rodriguez Alex M., James Lye, and Chris Cross. Going to make you jump, jump. Or maybe get stuck between the moon in New York City. One of the two.
1: Well, they all sound like amazing people. Yeah. So once again, you can join over at
0: Patreon.com/slash/AfterthoughtMedia, and you can hear our sketches, our hilarious sketches that Lori and I make. Well, look, some of them, some are better <laughs> than others. And uh, yeah, and, and it's, it's a, And by the way, there's so many shows you get. Talk to anyone on Patreon; they'll tell you access to uh, a Discord server and all this. There's a, lot, there's a lot going on in this Afterthought, Laurie. A lot going a on lot. there. A lot going on there. Well, okay, that's going to do it for this week's episode of uh, Hello Uglies. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dracula Season 3. So, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself.
1: No. Oh.
0: Laurie Camp hosts her own podcast, and they're all a part of the Bloody Podcast Network. You can follow Laurie Camp on Instagram at PickleMyth. Joe Batans is one of the hosts of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. You can find that show on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is an afterthought media podcast.